people. It's been a while, almost two years, since our last episode called Just Do It. And you know what? We just did it for two years. And uh, listen back to that last episode. Um, it was interesting to hear the naivete that we had. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? Um, the model that we were lamenting about uh, was about to get worse if I was the narrator and we had no idea all the things that would come next such as uh, teaching online and in person at the same time which hybrid in the truest sense of the word and at any point we don't know how many students are in person and we don't know how many people were online it just depends on the day some days students will say they're online other days they'll show up in person it's uh, almost never a consistent number and we had to plan our lessons around that framework not only that the classes were two and a half hours long and classes happened uh every other week so you have two, uh, if you were a student you have two courses for one week and then your other two courses for another week and then go back to your first two courses the week after. So as a teacher, not only do you have to try and uh, capture students' attention and teach them for two and a half hours, which incidentally, as my friend Jason pointed out, that it's ridiculous because even superhero movies are less than two and a half hours. And they have things like explosions and special effects and music and explosion of colors and story and all this kind of stuff to capture their uh, attention and yet uh, our lessons are somehow longer than that so on a typical week I call it like March break every other week um, so on Monday we would have to review the things that we did two weeks ago and on Friday we'll probably have to quiz what we did this week and it was not ideal uh, on top of the hybrid situation where I'm supposed to use a camera to uh, point at me while I'm teaching and of course, the cameras didn't have good enough resolution to show what I would write on the board. So that didn't work either. So we had to make brand new lessons somehow and uh, to, to appease both online and in-person learning. So for me, I just kind of conducted almost online lessons in person. That's the only way that it would work. Maybe with some demos uh, sprinkled in and uh, have the camera on that way. To show the students what I'm doing. So here we are two years later, some semblance of normalcy, although the pandemic doesn't feel like it's over, just kind of being subdued and who knows if there's more waves coming. And, but luckily we have uh, been getting better in terms of, uh, you know, from the last time we, uh, I was on the podcast in terms of vaccines and uh, other mitigation uh, factors and, and Regulation. Although now they're loosening them even further just today, uh, mentioning uh, just this weekend about uh, relaxing of uh, the rules around airports and cross-border and so on. Teaching uh, during COVID wasn't all bad. Uh, we did pick up some new tools. And uh, specifically, I mean, this podcast would not have occurred if there wasn't a lockdown. And what's funny is that a couple of students actually listened to it and told me uh, last year or second semester so a few months ago last school year that they listened to it and they enjoyed it and they wanted to hear more and 
and they one of the students wanted to be on it and said oh mr fall i want to be on the podcast with you i want to talk about stuff as a student and i thought that was very interesting and i said to uh, the student why don't you start one instead and you know what happens she got a friend and they did it and uh, this first episode was uh, with uh, myself amelia and susan and we just talked about back to school stuff uh, for about 40 minutes and so if you subscribe to this podcast you'll be listening to me now but i'll attach i'll attach the episode at the end of my rant here and I hope you go and subscribe to the other podcast called The Canopy Podcast. And uh, you can hear me ramble there as well. Uh, listening to some previous episodes, um, maybe maybe I, gotta, I ought to get back into it. But the editing takes so much time. Uh, my perfectionism takes over and it's a tough time. But uh, maybe it's worthwhile. Maybe I'll find a, a student or somebody to uh, help me produce these and because I do enjoy uh, talking with everybody from teachers, student teachers or students about education. So maybe uh, we'll be back for good. We'll see. No promises. Anyway, I'll see you soon. If I win the lottery, I'm not coming back. Oh my I, got God. A, I got a mortgage to pay. That's like, that's the other, like, that's the real part of it, right? I'm just being real, right? Like, Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to anyone who's listening. Welcome to the first episode of our Canopy podcast. It's so exciting. Uh, my name is Amelia. I am one of your co-hosts. I am currently a grade 12 student at the Woodland Secondary School. Um, my favorite color is sage green. And I like rabbits. They're cool. All right. So my name is Susan. I'm also one of your co-hosts. Um, my pronouns are she, her. And a fun fact about myself is that I really love living in the moment and I'm currently a grade 12 student. This is Mr. Fong. I'm a science physics teacher at uh, the Woodlands, pronounce he him. And uh, I have a brand new Instagram account. We'll talk about that later. Just a little, little tease, little tease. <laughs> All, right. All right, so you guys might be wondering, why is Canopy here? Why did we start this podcast? And um, actually, um, I was inspired by a podcast that Mr. Fong made himself called Teachers Are Humans Too. I was listening to some of the episodes and I was just like, I got so much more like insight onto like teachers like lives and like I actually see them as a person aside from like, you know, just someone who's cranky, you know, every single day and teaches me, you know, gives me lectures, tells me what I do wrong, brings my self-esteem down sometimes, you know, because they give me like a, you know, a, a grade that I don't want. So I, I found it so interesting how, like, you know, to know, like, more about teachers, like, you know, favorite hobbies or, like, what they do outside of school or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, called teachers are people, too. Close enough. <laughs> but that was actually the purpose. So I'm very happy to hear that. That was the purpose. It was actually, I started during uh, COVID, the very first lockdown. And I felt bad. I don't know if you remember, but like the, at the beginning, like there was really no contact with teachers, right? Like we were just shut down and the teachers yeah. started posting stuff, right? And you lose that personal connection. And I learned a long time ago, good teachers want that connection and students crave that connection. So I came up with the idea actually with uh, Mr. Wyman McCarthy to kind of do it for our classes first. And then kind of morph into, hey, you know what? Maybe the students want to hear from their teachers. Just to, It's nice to hear their voices. 
and I did during that time get a lot of feedback from students that oh man, it was so cool to, to at least hear my teacher's voice again. It's been so long, so um, I really appreciate that feedback, Amelia. Um, yeah, I want to restart that again. So here we are. Yeah, of course. So I think for me, podcast has always been like a great way to really understand who someone is and what they enjoy doing. For me personally, I love listening to podcasts when I'm doing nothing, when I'm in bed, when I'm doing chores. Podcasts, it's always been like a way for me to sort of de-stress. So a major reason we wanted to start The Canopy and why we're called The Canopy is that we want to act as sort of like a central hub that unites the voices of students. Um, across the Woodlands communities. So from sports, athletics, to uh, the arts, people that are involved in the visual arts programs, musical programs. It's a great music program here at the school. Um, STEM students, students doing DECA, doing HOSA, student leadership. We just want a central hub that unites all these diverse voices of the communities at our school. Yeah. All right, talking about our school, what are some exciting school events that are happening recently. It's the start of school, the second week of school, but there's already a lot of things happening. I'll go first. So Woodlands is having our very first musical in two years. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, it's Beauty and the Beast. And uh, we're holding auditions today after school, actually. They're actually auditioning right now. Super cool. Um, I'm so excited because I've always been a theater kid since middle school, but I just... I just haven't been able to like you know get into that like side of myself because like covid kind of happened and so like schools didn't really have the chance to do musicals and stuff and yeah i'm so happy that's here yeah, of course so again my friend president of drama so i've been hearing all about this every single day uh i'm personally a very biased person um <laughs> i want to say that DECA Woodlands is back and running in person again after three years of irregular competition with most of the year being online for the past three years of competition we are finally returning back to an in-person competitive format you guys are going to Orlando later right yeah we're going to Disneyland there's a chance that for everyone that participates in our chapter there's a chance they'll be going to downtown Toronto for provincials and if they qualify from there they can go to Orlando Florida for a one week long trip in the US where you can also visit Disneyland for internationals. You guys better join DECA. <laughs> if you wanna go see Orlando, if you wanna go on a, a vacation and an academic vacation, you know, that's not a quote unquote waste of time, DECA's perfect for you. Yeah, of course. And I think I also wanna grab and say like, there has been a lot of fall sports happening. The past few years, sports have been sort of irregular, sort of not yeah. happening at all because COVID. But we're yeah, happy to say, like, there's so many sports going on. There's golf, there's junior and senior boys volleyball, there's, I think there's also girls' flag football. We haven't had a team in, what, three years? I don't know. I transferred to this school when I was in grade 10. I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah. And I think there's also uh, tennis going on. And a, a rugby team. Yeah. We have a rugby team? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Jeez. Yeah. Anything I want to add? Mr. Fong, any events that you think it's interesting that's happening right now? No, I think you, I mean, it was cool to see the grade nines when I had the grade nine orientation. They're so tiny. I don't know, if you, were you guys helping on that day? I was. Yeah. I was. Well, yeah, you were tiny. I was oh. not that tiny. I swear to God. No, you were no, never no. tiny. I was never tiny. No, okay, no, no. You were born, I you were born at this size. No, seriously, I stopped. No, but actually. At this size, you were born 
five feet. Okay, I thought that's what I was asking. That's what I mean. Like everybody has different. <laughs> it's a relative, right? But anyway, yeah, the grade nine orientation. For those of you who, who weren't here, like there, there was like uh, I saw like a bunch of a blow up. Air. There was a. I didn't get that balloon. Bouncy castle. I didn't get that when I was in grade nine. Um, yeah, Polaroids. and it was great that uh, Mrs. Dia, our our principal really spearheaded that they really wanted uh, the great nice to have a nice orientation, a nice beginning to their uh, high school career. So that was really nice to see. Oh, nines, if you're listening right now, consider yourself lucky. I didn't get that when I was in grade nine and I, it was, it was out of COVID like that. That was pre COVID too. I had my grade nine orientation in like this, the fall of 2019. I didn't get that. So you guys are lucky. <laughs> Mr. Fong. Um, I heard that you got hacked you know recently how did i feel? believe the technical term is fished oh fish because <laughs> i didn't click on any fishy links or anything like that what happened was with, with my previous account uh, a student or someone who i thought was a student started following me and then started dming me asking me for help to win some sort of prize and uh long story short i gave them access to my account in, in the hopes to help them win this prize and uh, they locked me out. And I've heard from other students that like, it's very common, it's been going on. It's been so, going on. Then, yeah, and I, had a, I, had to, I had to start a new one. What's funny though, when I started a new one, people thought that it was like a student posing as me to start a oh. new one. So like students didn't want to follow me or, or if they did, they would message me, is this the real Mr. Fong? And at the confirm my identity with That's a student as, as a student so i had to like i don't know tell them their physics mark i don't know oh my god i threatened to i threatened to post their physics marks online and that, that's when they knew it was me oh no, no <laughs> i'm kidding what's interesting about these hackers is that like they kind of like talk they talk in a way that like you know the person that like they go through your conversation i think and then they kind of adapt to like how the other person talks to you and then they kind of like you know, implement that and then like pose as the person yeah. that's DMing. I was very glad that my students stood up for me in my old account though. Started trolling the once they, oh. they found out that I got hacked, they would start trolling the other the other person. So of all the old people to hack, I'm probably not a good person for them because all my followers are like young students who knows who, who knows about. their way around yeah internet and just like started trolling them. Yeah, I mean Amelia, didn't you also get hacked? No. <laughs> I think we did. Oh god. Okay, listen, I didn't click on a link either. Just so you guys know, I know you're looking at me like that. Like, you know. <laughs> I didn't click on a link. Let me explain what happened. So my friend uh Fatima from uh grade nine, she asked me if I could like enter like in a poll to like vote for her for a business or something That's like exactly that. Exactly what happened to me. Yep. And then like to vote, you had to like sign you had to like sign in your Instagram or something like that. So obviously mm -hmm. I put my username and my password because it told me to sign up with my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so I did that and then I got hacked. Yeah. And then I did it worse. I voluntarily put in their email. How stupid was I? Oh. <laughs> no, but it was so bad. Cause like at the time I was like the director of marketing for like I2IC, this like, um, out, like out of school youth led organization. And I, obviously like as the director of marketing i had to promote our event a lot so i lost all my followers and all of my like you know kind of like connections almost so honestly i think that my like the event it was successful but like i feel like the event could have we, we could have like sold a lot more tickets if i just had my camera 
Mm-hmm. Live and learn. Build from the start. Thanks. Yeah, honestly, I think for me, I had a couple DMs from my friends, and they were all along the same lines of, "Hey, we need your help. Can you enter your phone number? Sign in." Fishy. Yeah, a bunch of fishy links and people sending me messages. People I haven't talked to in a while, and so all of a sudden they're asking me for help for something, and people that were. Um, that I was close with saying things in unfamiliar languages, like hi, with like proper grammar, proper text. And I was like, this is definitely not the same person. And I would recommend for all everyone listening, if you get any fishy messages, always, always check with the person if you know them in person or check with them on a different method of communication. If not, block them. <laughs> the moral of the story is never help anyone. Never help anyone. <laughs> Be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I know that, you know, school is back in person this year, and, you know, senior year, back from a two-year hiatus, not hiatus, but, like, for the past two years, it's been very irregular, and turmoil. I think, a lot of very turmoil, turmoil. yeah, it's, it's taken, yeah. it's taken a toll on a lot of people's mental health, including myself, online school was rough for me, um, now that it's normal school again, I am so much happier, oh my god, without the masks as well, I am so much happier. Everyone has such nice faces. I know, right? <laughs> so good to see everyone's like smile again. And like, you know, if someone's like if if some girl is like beefing with me or like if she has something really? she has some beef with me, I can see on her like I can see her expression, you know. If you have a problem with me, you know, I can tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell with the mask before. <laughs> I just feel like it's nicer to see people's expressions. Like people like when you see them on a mask and they're smiling, you can barely tell. Yeah. You usually just assume they're showing like the same sort of face that you've imagined in your head. But then without the mask, you get to see what everyone looks like and you get to see their expressions. And I think it's just really nice that in the past, what, three years of not being able to do that? I think it's easier for you to, Mr. Fong, to like remember people's names, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, I just want to add like no, uh, no judgment for the people who are, who are wearing their masks for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. Um, we all have our own uh, purposes, backgrounds yeah, and purpose, so uh, no, no judgment at all. That's, in fact, the main reason I wear mine in class, just to show mm-hmm. a bit of support mm-hmm. to, uh, my... to the students that are wearing it. I wear my mask sometimes, too. Like, sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't. The water's nice. I think, we're get, I think we're learning when is the best time to do it, I guess. But... How did online school affect you, Susan? Oh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, I not someone who likes to be still like i said before i really like living in the moment mm-hmm. i like being able to be moving and i'm sort of like this person who sort of lives on wherever life takes me right and i can't let life take me anywhere if i'm sitting in one place the entire time sitting near my bedside at my bedside like tr- like stand listening to class sometimes in bed actually sometimes yeah, i even bother getting out of i probably bed. spent like seven percent of my time over classes in bed yeah. spending like most of my time in my house not really? being able to get out i thought you were all paying attention and taking notes and oh i hear the sarcasm in your voice you know you know okay i actually saw a student who forgot to turn off their camera oh and uh oh, they, no. they're they're literal body was horizontal Uh-oh. and i could see the color of their covers Uh-oh. and and like the hand gesture of trying to find the the turn off camera button oh, it's, it's the funniest thing it's great it was oh my great God. to see once my mic was unmuted in english class okay mr donahay probably remembers this i was kind of like i didn't understand anything was happening because like oh you swore right 
I did swear. You I was swore. Like, I was like, what the F is going on? Or like... When you were unmuted? I was unmuted. And oh, Mr. Donahue heard it. I made a TikTok about it. You see, did you see my TikTok yes, about I did. it? Oh I my did. God. I love it. Yeah. And he was like, Amelia, are you okay? And then, <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. embarrassing. I, I mean, left I left the meet right after that. Like, oh, did you? Yeah, I, did <laughs> did you? I did leave. When we did the weird hybrid thing, like first periods, Quadmasters, the first period. The cohorts and all that. Yeah. yeah. The cohorts, the first period is, is like in school. And then the second period is like at home online. Um, and like I had to go in person to school the next day, the next oh morning. God. It was so awkward, man. The face, the teacher. I had to be on the entire time. Well, at least you weren't insulting him. Oh, yeah. That would that would have been worse, right? Oh, this teacher doesn't know what they're doing, and you were unmuted. <laughs> that would have been bad. Mister would have forgiven me, right? Oh, absolutely, he would have. He would have had a laugh about it. Oh, but still, God. like that's. That, I think that would be worse for you, embarrassment wise. Yeah, speaking of embarrassing moments, I remember the time like I was sitting in class and then I just answered the question. It was just about to mic myself, like mute myself, and then I sneezed and it was like right in front of like this like the mic and like on my laptop. And so the entire class just heard like this loud sneeze. And that was Aww. the most embarrassing moment of my life. Cause it's like I have the opposite. Teachers so like forget loud. to unmute. Oh forget right. I so I'll be talking <laughs> like a full lesson. And students would like, eventually I would chat the chat, but by then it's like, I've been talking for 15 minutes and then I would unmute and say, and those are the answers to the next test. Oh, we have oh. A nice laugh you do that, that a lot. Oh my God, I remember last <laughs> it's way, year. It's way funny online. Oh. I do it in person, it's not as funny. It is so funny, you're a very hilarious teacher. And I do that when students walk, walk away from the classroom. I do that. And tomorrow, the answers to tomorrow's tests are, and then, but most students don't come back, they just keep walking. I guess they really have to go to the washroom. <laughs> you know what I do in like online classes? Um, so to like kind of trick the teacher that I was actually participating, I would be very attentive and like ask questions and like answer the teacher's questions for the first maybe 10 minutes of class and then I'd take a nap, okay? And then I, had an, I would have an alarm because like, like classes were like really long. They were like an hour. Oh yeah, they were, were an hour and a half. Two and a half hours. Oh my goodness, yes, that's right. And then so I take a nap for an hour, and then I come back, and then <laughs> the lesson would be completely different, right? But then like I would continuously like ask questions, right? Because I didn't mm -hmm. know what was going on, so the teacher would like think that I was always there because I asked, I was, I was present in the beginning, and then I was present at the end. So technically, I was there the whole class, right? The teacher would think I was there. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's been two years. Yeah, they don't point. care, right? That's matter. your limitations. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to clubs. The clubs at our school are so political. There's so many. There's, there's so much nepotism. Really? I guess it's like pretty competitive to get like leadership opportunities in the school, but there's a huge diversity in clubs, which is what for the Canopy podcast, we are recruiting co hosts. So me and Emilio and Mr. Fong are going to be the executive co executive hosts of this podcast but we are looking for a couple members to join our hosting team so that we can have more on our on our team and Aren't you, are you guys friends yeah so isn't that nepotism yeah but the people that we're hiring right like there, there's some level the of level. it right like you you're you're working with people you're comfortable with mm -hmm. um it's when you decide so this, i like that where we're going to, sorry i interrupted you that you were about to introduce how we're going to try to yeah. introduce um the positions and how we're going to select people to kind of make it a more equitable more yeah, inclusive so. process so we're really excited to announce that we are doing blind applications and interviews for our co-host team 
So we're looking for around two to four people, I think. And you can be from grade nine to 12. Um, you don't need any podcast editing experience. We're just looking for some diverse and eccentric minds to be on our team. So essentially how the blind application works is that we won't know your name. We won't know who you are. All we know really is your student number. And I think everyone's student number is like different. So yeah, the way we'll know. contact you is for your student number email, but we won't know who you are, essentially. We will only know you based on who you are in the application. I guess, Amelia, do you want to talk about the application questions? They're very unique. Mm -hmm. um, I think Susan made it so that we really get to know like your personality through these questions. Yeah, so one of the questions is, right here, right now, take a risk. And some prompts where you could tell us something about yourself, show us something about yourself. So you could insert like a drive link to a file of you doing something you enjoy. Um, and we are basically opening up the floor to you to show us your creativity and who you are as a person. Yeah, so there's no nepotism in our club, nuh-uh. <laughs> All right, um, I know it's the beginning of school. Um, it is the second week, yeah. So we're going to do a little back-to-school advice session. So I had some grade nines kind of submit some questions. And so the first one, someone asked, what are the most recommended courses in grade 11 for 12 for engineering? Math, all three maths, actually, not data. Maybe not data, but, but advanced functions and calculus is a must for engineering. We have a lot of math and engineering. Uh, I'd say take physics for sure. Physics, yeah. physics and chemistry for sure. And obviously English, you need English. it. And then the other ones, your, your choice, but your choice. Yeah, two maths, two sciences. I would say like also if you're doing biomedical engineering, taking biology too. Yeah, take bio. But also like in terms of electives, like I think a lot of people who go into engineering feel that like need to like take electives like computer engineering or tech, tech design. But I think something that you could really do to sort of discover your interests is take non-conventional electives for the field you want to go into. For example, if you want to go into engineering, taking like nutrition could really help you with another aspect of your life. I guess maybe we can ask Mr. Fong what he would recommend for engineering. Well, my standard answer is a lot of times it there's not a lot of choice, right? Yeah. The, the university would dictate what prerequisites you need, right? And and you're right. So English for sure, the two math and two science, that's five out of your top six already. Right? So if you're really thinking about that last one, um, I can see both sides. I generally would agree with what Susan is saying. I, I'm a big uh, proponent of being generalists. Um, however, a lot of, depending on the school that you're going to, sometimes they force you to oh. pick what engineering you're going into. Other ones are a little bit more liberal. You can choose your major in the second year. So I would suggest going to guidance and uh, double checking what mm -hmm. uh, what type of engineering does what. And you're in grade nine, just enjoy school. Exactly. It's grade nine. It's really. about it. Please. Yeah, it's you have plenty of time, okay, yeah. to relax, okay? Take it from me. I started stressing when I was in grade nine. It did not. I'm not growing helpful. gray hairs. Or you can take physics and find out that you don't want to be an engineer yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I personally really enjoyed physics, though. You're a good teacher. Very funny. I enjoyed physics, but I feel like for me, my passion lied with classes like biology, especially grade 12 biology. It was mainly biochemistry, which I really liked because I really like the chemistry part of things. Like I've always loved chemistry from grade nine when we were introduced to chemistry all the way to taking grade 11 chemistry and grade 12 bio. Like I just really enjoy chemistry. I think that's a good way to look at it. 
for the grade nine student that asked is like what what when you're taking the sciences and the math try to i guess take note of what uh which aspects yeah which aspects is it the, the the chemistry part is it the, the physics part is it the biology part of the grade nine and ten science the math that, part. That, that you enjoy mm -hmm. the most all right next question so someone else asked how do i get into mit <laughs> Well, very ambitious. Um, have parents that went to MIT. Yeah, yeah, nepotism. Yeah, we like that. That's the best way. <laughs> have them donate lots of money. <laughs> but in all honesty, I think we have an amazing guidance program here at our school. Mm -hmm. um, guidance program or guidance office. Anyways, I have an amazing guidance counselor. She was able to provide a lot of really insightful advice, but also from previous alumni students. Some We have some students who are going, I think we have a few like alumni from like, five six years ago who went to like uc berkeley like ucla mm -hmm. stanford basically american schools and i think they're all done for like the common app system um i think as a grade nine student the biggest thing that you should do is sort of explore your interests um but in terms of like how to actually buy american i think common app system and i think sats and sats are not mandatory but like if you want to take it in we we'll have a huge yeah. rant on this, maybe with the, on another episode in terms yeah, of, maybe. Of, of this type of question. Yeah. And I'll just very quickly say that, you know, I think the question should be, why do you want to go to MIT? Yeah. <laughs> right? Is it for the name? Is it for prestige? Like, or do you, or they, like they, the if your parents went there, are you American? Are you, gonna, are you getting a, a scholarship? You know, mm -hmm. so oftentimes I think young, young students have it backwards. Yeah. You know, they look at... The, the the brand name instead of like you said what your interests yeah. are and why you like yeah why are you going there why do you want to go yeah, there? like i would be a hypocrite if i didn't say like for example in grade nine i had this like dream that i would be going to harvard and like Habit. studying like harvard medical Habit. school <laughs> but now like for me like now i think for me it's just like i just sort of realized maybe like not harvard but in the end i still want to go medical so it's just realizing like what i want to do and realizing that you don't need to get into mit to do what you want to do you don't need to get into harvard to do what you want to do it's just figuring out what you want to do and why you want to do it right. here's a phrase you will be where you belong exactly natural way of things but like practically take ap's you know from in, in grade 10 oh, take, yeah. take it exams. in grade 10 if you're yeah. planning ap ap exams key key thing all right also, work on your supplementary application because Americans really like that for some reason. Like, join a lot of clubs, you know, but also, like, yourself out there. join clubs that you really like yeah. and you can really dedicate yourself to. I think the biggest thing that American universities and, I guess, all, like, universities and scholarships look at is how committed you are to a club. Yeah. Like, they'd rather you have free clubs that you've stayed in for consecutive years rather than 10 clubs that you joined for one year and then off and off. It's just being able to be dedicated to I can club. actually verify that. I've talked to, in the past, a person, an admissions person from the University of Waterloo, and they probably, like, word for word said what you just said. <laughs> Susan, so that's great that you knew this already. That they would much rather see you, like, kind of, for lack of a better term, like, rise through the rank, you know, the junior member, junior executive, just one or two clubs versus just, like, because they know, right? They They've looked at... They look that's their job to look at applications but they know what you're trying to do they've seen thousands if not millions of these applications right mm -hmm. so they know just from looking at your application that what you're what yeah. you've done throughout your 
career. So that is their expertise. I would say like the general rule of thumb, it's easier to join a club than it is to give back to the club. Like it's easier to join a club and just say you're a member and then versus actually doing something for the club. Mm -hmm. I remember one year I just went to all the pictures and when I was in high school. I just found out like they would announce the picture for whatever chess club, whatever. And then I would sneak my way in, get myself into the yearbook and say I was in those clubs. But but they they would be like, who are you? Why are you here? Oh, nothing. I'm just here with my friend. And then I would sneak in the picture. So that's, uh, that's another way you can do it. Yeah. Not recommended, but don't be like me. I think that should be the name of this podcast. Don't be like Mr. Bong. Oh, my God. Okay, moving on. Next question. Before you expose yourself even more, Mr. Bong. Um, Someone asked, what are some homework strategies that would help you focus? I actually really like that question. Should I go? I would say, like, my biggest recommendation, experimentation. Like, if you're in grade 9, experiment with different learning methods. Experiment with, like, taking paper notes, taking digital notes. Heck, not taking notes so you could remember. Like, you don't have to take, like, paper notes that are organized. You could do, like, cue card systems. You could do like active recall for me like the way i studied changed based on the different classes mm -hmm. for example um, i found that in chemistry i really needed to take notes chemistry and math take notes remember the formulas remember concepts mm -hmm. yeah and, like how to do something rather than writing down a bunch of information rather like for bio i studied with like active recall so yeah oh my god i was gonna so say nice. like i was gonna say it's like it sounds so like counterintuitive to like take you know notes in like a really heavy like calculation based courses and like not necessarily take as many notes in like a very lecture based course like biology but for me i did not take any bio notes this year since the start of this the semester because um i like to like because like my teacher mr Durrett, he actually posts like review questions after every lesson i just do those and i'm fine and like I, cause like after recall for biology, like I present like on the bus also, I just talk about what I learned in biology. And that's like, mm -hmm. that's already like a lot more effective for me than note taking. Yeah, it's more important that you're able to visualize something yeah. versus memorize word for word what it is. Yeah. I guess Mr. Fong, do you have anything to add? Well, I'm, st I'm just in awe of uh, you two ladies just having thought about this so deeply. Like I was, I played the game of school <laughs> and it's not the best way don't be like me we should have like a drop don't be like me don't be like <laughs> Any, anytime the phone talks about it's counter example right um just like oh oh just get, get to like get the work done submit it but but I, I like that you've thought about it what works for you and hopefully you can carry that into university and and i'm, I'm really really impressed on, on how you two are articulating uh, the methods for me i would say um, the one thing I would add is if, if you struggle with tests, it's one thing I tell all my students, if you find yourself struggling with tests is in your test preparation. Um, when I used to coach, I would say practice harder than the game and the game will be easy. So you do the same thing when you're practicing for a test. Practice exams, practice tests. Yeah. So make, key. Make, make yourself a practice test or have a partner, have a study partner, make questions for each other. Or just pick questions from a textbook or whatever for each other and recreate the conditions of the test itself so what, what what are some challenging things about a test well there's a time limit so give yourself a time limit there's uh, no aids allowed right so you put your notes away and you just you staring at the paper even though you it's there right but on a test you're not going to be able to grab your textbook or whatever right yeah, honestly and how do we make it harder well shorten the time right make the questions harder 
And then when the real test comes, it's easier than what you practiced. Yeah. That's a beautiful answer. <laughs> Guys, listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. Even though, even though sometimes he's a bad example. Don't be like me. No, but listen to listen to this one time. Be okay? better than me. That should have been the second. Be better than you. Don't be like me. Be better than me. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Okay. Last question. Mr. Vaughn, this is kind of, I, I, I think that you should answer this. So how do you be a good student so that teachers like you? How to be the best student? Well, if that is your goal, then you're probably going to fail. Oh, being the best student. That's the key part. The do best your student. best, right? I think, I, think, I think you just want to have a good time in the class, right? I think one thing to remember, and we talked about this full circle earlier, teachers are people too. Mm -hmm. They're thinking the same thing about the students. Mm -hmm. How do I get my students to like me? <laughs> I bet you didn't know that, right? No. Of course, as an adult, you have to find the line between being liked and being respected. Mm -hmm. Those are different things. And doing what's best for the student. Sometimes I have to do stuff where no, the student's not going to like me for doing this, but I'm going to have to do it for their own good kind of thing, right? To answer your question, you know, how do you get teachers to like you? Well, respect is a huge factor. Right? Um, communication, I feel like, is a yeah, huge factor. Wait, I just want to add to, like, the respect part. Like, a lot of, these, a lot of students send teachers that they're comfortable with, like, emails that are very informal. Like, yo, Durrett, send me, send me the homework for tonight, you know? And they don't... No, like, but no way. No, no, they, no, no, Mr. Durrett, Mr. Durrett told us that. Somebody said that. Yeah. Teachers are people too. Like with your guidance counselors, I know that I think guidance has been going like, we, they've received like hundreds oh, yeah. of oh, course yeah. change requests, oh, yeah. course drop Be requests. respectful with your They were email. here, I know for a fact they were here Friday afternoon, like 6 p.m. So they were still here yeah, trying to do the course like, changes. I know that for a fact. People like underestimate like how much our guidance puts in like their efforts into like the student body. Exactly. The biggest thing that you can do is if you really need to email them. Be them, respectful. You know, good morning. Thank you. Full name, who you are. But sometimes I get it though, right? Respect is both ways. If you don't feel respected by the teacher, mm -hmm. then it's really hard to... Uh, respect yeah. them back but one of my uh, three rules of success in class is respect yourself and others so you got to respect yourself first mm -hmm. put that uh, um, as a priority to get this te teacher to like you well i mean you, they, they don't have to like you for mm -hmm. you to succeed right but uh if you do your best in terms of uh, the goal of learning then the teachers will will, will end up liking you because oh, oh yeah. this student wants to learn Right? teachers don't have a reason to dislike you but, some, <laughs> you but sometimes on the other side on the other hand like it's just a job everyone if i win the lottery i'm not coming back <laughs> oh my God. i got a, I got a mortgage to pay that's like that's the other like that's the real part of it right i'm just being real right like like the, there, there is some teachers who are here as a worker and and we have to respect that too and they're not they don't need to and they don't feel they don't have to Go above and beyond and be like what you see in the movies or whatnot, right? They're here to do are they doing a good job. Yeah, they're doing a good job. They're teaching. They're they're doing the report cards, you know, they're doing their their job description. And, and and I think, you know, we have to give space for that too. Yeah, it's like also like treat others the way you'd like to be treated. If you're having a bad day, you'd want someone to maybe be nicer to you or like so it's like, yeah, treat teachers. Of course that, that is too. a yeah, differentiating factor between a good teacher and a great one right yeah. but some not everybody wants to be great and exactly. that's okay too moral of the story just don't be like mr fong be better than mr fong be better than mr fong
<laughs> you know, and, I, and, and, you know, be better than Mr. Fong and treat everyone with respect. And also, you know, just, 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 just don't be like Mr. Fong. <laughs> to answer the question, like, how do you be a good student? Like, yes, obviously respect, but also develop better study habits, I think. And oh, yeah, I was about like, to communication, right? Communication. communication is important. If you have an issue, don't hide. Don't, like, yeah, this is a big thing for, for teenagers, especially, right? You, like, that space. you're trying to be independent. You're learning to be the end of it. doesn't mean that you are, right? Yeah. So there are times where you do need to ask an adult mm -hmm. for help. You do the earlier you, you talk to your teacher if, if you need help or if there's an issue, the better it will be for you, right? Oh, I missed my deadline for my essay. Well, talk to your teacher at the deadline and say, I can't hand it in today. But that's not good enough, right? Because yeah. teachers are people too, because okay, were you just lazy, you didn't do it. Yeah. No, you say, I can't get it in today, today because of XYZ, whatever it is, the reason that you have, right? Mm -hmm. Then, and this is the advice here. Give them a date that you will hand it in by. Hmm. I can't hand it on Wednesday. Can I hand it on Monday? I, I guarantee you I hand it on Monday. Mm -hmm. And then follow through. Then the teacher will like you. Yeah. Like, the, the negatives of not meeting the deadline will, will dissipate. Of course, they obviously they want you to meet the deadline, right? Yeah. But it would dissipate if you give them another deadline that you have given them. That way, they... We just fear the unknown, right? Oh my goodness, Susan didn't hand it in. Oh, when, when she's not gonna hand it. What am I gonna do? Report cards coming. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna have to lower her mark, and then she's not gonna be happy, and then parents gonna call, right? Like all these yeah. unknown, right? But if Susan said, "Okay, I'm gonna hand it on Monday," and then okay, Monday, and then if you follow through, the next time, the, you can have a good conversation yeah. about how do we prevent that from happening again. All right, so Amelia, yeah. You want to wrap up for today? I think that's all the questions that we received. Please put what you learned today in practice. I know how many of you are just listening and are too lazy to actually implement this really? meal. No, no, no. I'm speaking from personal experience, okay? I'm exposing myself, okay? I would listen to hundreds of help, self-help podcasts and not do a single thing. So don't be like me either, okay? <laughs> don't be like me either. I mean, you guys got this. You guys are baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Just yeah. be better baby than steps. yourself yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah. That's and be better I mean. than me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess like biggest lesson I've learned is just like listen to yourself, listen to what you're capable of, and just take baby steps along the way. You don't need to be a different person overnight, but you can become a different person over the course of like time. A better person. Very Amen. wise words. Very Amen. wise words. <laughs> Amen. All right. So thank you everyone for listening to our first episode of the Canopy Podcast. We're very excited that we're launching this. Um farewell. See you next episode. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. That was fun. Thanks.